Momentum, helping men succeed in life. Welcome to this week's edition of Momentum. It's Des here. And last week we spoke with Colin Gibbons about his life story of finding faith and of finding acceptance within a church community. If you missed last week's show, you can find the podcast at MomentumAustralia.org. This week we'll continue Colin's story. And as you'll hear, it's not all plain sailing. We pick up Colin's story as he finishes Bible college in South Australia and was ready to begin his ministry. At the end of the three years, uh, I had a call from the church at Wagga saying that they have a little group of Christians at a place called Tumbarumba in the Snow Mountains. Oh, right, yes. And would I like to go there to look after them Wow! for a, a period of time. So how did you enjoy being a pastor of a small church? It was really interesting. Um, yeah? There was only about eight people there. Oh, eight people, wow. Eight, and they were all old. Yes. We used to meet in the CWA hall. Yes. Um, I worked my days in a timber mill at a place called Laurel Hill, uh-huh. a little bit higher up into the snow line. Yes. When the recession came, it, the rule was last person on, first person off. Yes. My wife and I, and at this stage, one child, moved back to Geelong. Yes. Uh, while I finished the year of study in English, uh, then I was admitted to, admitted to the Baptist College the next yes. year. So how were you? How would you assess yourself uh, at that stage? Have you analysed where you were spiritually, mentally? What would you say? I would say that at that point I was very focused on building the congregation I mean yeah. I say building not just numerically but building uh, in understanding the Bible yes alongside that I was invited to go back to the Austin hospital to do a nine month advanced training program right which I did a busy life yes it was yes yes um, so did this, the family suffer at that stage or were they absolutely I probably wouldn't have recognised it at the time yeah. but in hindsight Absolutely, and there's a lot of things I regret about that. But I don't believe that God was calling me to throw 110% into the work of a pastor mm. and counsellor to the detriment of uh, a family. It is true, isn't it, that uh, so many people who believe they've been called by God put, put that 110% at the expense of their family, yes. irrespective of what role it is they're going to do. Yes. Yeah. So how did that unplay for you? Not well. Yes. Not well. Um, after I'd done my nine months at the hospital, mm-hmm. they then asked me to come on permanent, but still under the auspices of the church. So in the meantime, I lost my faith. Now, I know it seems like sudden departure from everything we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, you don't wake up one day and say, oh, I don't believe that and I believed before. Obviously, it was a gradual it was. Uh, journey. Can you talk about how that unfolded for you? As you say, it was a slow process. Some of it I didn't recognise until I looked back. Yes. But some of it I knew was happening at the time. Yeah. I really enjoyed the work at the hospital. Yes. I got a lot of recognition from medical staff, nursing staff and doctors, Mm. along with other counsellors. Yeah. And so it played to my ego. Yes. So... I began to find that was the central focus of my counselling. Yes. The other part of it was that my message preparation yes. became more and more perfunctory. I don't know what the congregation thought about my preaching performance at that stage. <laughs> it really came to a head at the point in which 
I got involved with a nurse. Aha, yes. And that destroyed everything for me. Yes. I got to the point of saying, I've got to give this up. I can't do this anymore. I'm a hypocrite. Yes. Uh, I'm guilty. Um, yes. I don't know what to do. So I had this incredibly emotional implosion, if you like. Yes. Um, tossing my clothes into my car and driving away, saying goodbye to my career, my children, my wife, the whole deal. Yeah. 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 Wow. Uh, I received one phone call from the Baptist Union in yes. Victoria, which was, get your house in order or we'll have to accept your resignation. Well, And my response was, I'll start writing my resignation now because I could not see a way back. So yeah. what did you think about, and I'm sure there's lots of people who again will listen to this show and have gone through similar sort of situations where they've walked away from their faith and and you know whenever you think about eternity or you think about um, you know the day of judgment or on all those things how did that play out in your mind if I can ask I don't think it even entered my mind okay. I, I, all I could see was this train wreck yes that I had to escape from yes uh, and that was that was the, the only driver mm. I had to get away from it yeah to leave it behind because there was no way I could turn around and face it yes it was just so overpowering yes I mean I guess some people say oh you had a mental breakdown well I don't think so I don't think it was a mental breakdown it was an emotional catastrophe yes so here you were uh, having no job uh, no faith no family no home yep where did Colin go to then well I ended up not long after actually living with one of the nurses and we subsequently got married but that's that's another story yeah. I had to find work because I had no money so I ended up applying for a truck driver's job in yes. a construction field I got the job yes uh, I wasn't the first hence the, the value of the truck license you got yes, earlier exactly. yes exactly <laughs> so so that gave me some income yes the Baptist church uh, via one of their senior ministers approached me and said you know what you've done is bad you need to pay maintenance because you've got a wife and at that stage three children to support yes I can't remember the figure but it was a considerable amount of my, yeah. my weekly wage yeah when in child support and I don't begrudge that no no of course not. Uh, because that was my responsibility yes uh, yes what it did do was was make life difficult difficult for me yes I yes. mean and I sound selfish in saying that because I had created so much damage, yes. emotional damage yes. with my kids. Yes, uh, and you know, um, uh, there's so many blokes, not through the same circumstances, but in various circumstances, through the same I mean, and I'm one of them. I mean, I wasn't a good dad to my children, mm. to my boys. And praise the Lord, I now have a good relationship with them, as you do with your kids. Yes. But you know, we do we do regret those things in those times, for sure. Absolutely. And yeah. if I allow myself to think back mm. to those last days before I bailed out, yeah, it still affects me yes. dramatically. What's raw? Absolutely, yeah. yes. And yeah. it will always remain raw. Yeah. Um, a psychiatrist explained to me later on that... Colin, that's you feeling for yourself, not for your children. Yeah. And I went, okay, well, whatever you call it, yes. it still feels very yes. raw. Yes, 
but then God has blessed me so much since then. Yeah, that's right. So let's talk about that a bit. Uh, so we're talking to Colin Gibbons on MomentumStreet.org, and Colin's talking about his life, amazing life that it has been. And so there you were, Colin, driving a truck, uh, trying to rebuild a life, um, going through another marriage. Um, what happened next in your world? <laughs> Was there anything else that get up and <laughs> Oh, look, if, if you thought we'd got to the bottom uh. and now we're on the way up, you're partially right. We've got to the bottom of my experience, the absolute crashing of my world. Yeah, yeah. From here on, I bounced along the bottom. Okay. Uh, I started driving the truck. Um, because of my educational background, yes. keep in mind now I've been in... in a learning situation yeah. for an average, for a total of seven years. Yes, I pretty rapidly got to becoming the office manager and the operations manager for this company. Right, but it didn't change the destruction of my moral code. Yes, uh, or the fact that if you had asked me during this period, "How are you going with God?" I'd have gone, "I'm not sure there is a God." Right, I just ditched. The whole yes. thing, yes. Um, which, in hindsight, is fascinating. Yes, because the reason I just pushed God and my previous life over the edge of a cliff is because I was so guilty. Yes, that I could not see any way back. Yes, and so the easiest way to fix guilt is dispense with God. Yes, yes. That's Once you've right. got rid of God, you don't have to worry about guilt. That's right. That's true. Um, and you don't have to be a philosopher to figure that one out. Yeah. So, what would you say to men who may be listening to the show, who are in that same place? They're they're at the point where they are feeling so guilty about what they've done in their lives. As you rightly said, I'm just going to give up all that stuff that makes me feel guilty. Yes. And I'll walk away. At the end of the day, until you recognise the guilt that drives the process, mm. it's very hard to come back. Yes. For me, and, and I, I guess I'm only speaking for myself here, but it is the guilt of knowing that you're not free, you're chained. You yes. can't simply smile and say, I feel great, because yes. it's all... It's all facade. Yeah, it is. Yeah. This is Momentum with Tim and Des. Today we're speaking with Colin Gibbons about his life story and how he hit rock bottom. After walking away from his faith, his career, and having gone through two marriages. But as you'll hear, things started turning around for Colin with a new job, where he quickly progressed from driving a truck through to running the company. I felt pretty good about myself Yes. in this new job, because uh, uh, apart from having a breakdown of the marriage I was already yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. strange how you, there's yeah. another thing. You rationalise. You compartmentalise <laughs> yes. your yes. experience and your yes, feelings. You yes. Yeah, Molly and I. Your future and current future, wife. Future wife, yes, thank you. We became friends because uh, she was the accountant, I was the manager. Mm -hmm. And we were asked between us to manage the company. Yes. Uh, which we subsequently did. We were good friends for at least three years. Wow. Um, she had the difficulties of her own personal life, which we yes. talked about a lot. Yes. I had issues in my life, which we talked about a lot. 
but it was never anything beyond friendship. Yes. They're like there's no faith in this. This is no, no, just get that. Yes. It's just know. friendship. Yes. This it's is just doing life. This is Colin trying to live his life without God. Yes. Eventually, we became more than friends. Yes. But neither of us said we want to get married. We both said no. Been there, done that. Right. Uh, don't want to that, commit ourselves that, that, that complication. Again. Yep. So we moved eventually to Brisbane. Right. Uh, from Melbourne because things in in Melbourne were looking pretty, pretty sad. Yes. So we moved to Brisbane and effectively started a new life here. Yeah. There was a sense of hope. Yes. Yes. Um, well, even just in your relationship, there was hope. Yes, and look, yeah. and this hope wasn't anything uh, spiritual. No, no, no. I get that. Yeah. The hope yeah. of I can do this. We can do this. Yes. It's reliance on us. Yes. On ourselves. What I haven't said so far is that. Thanks to my first ex-wife, who was a good mother, yes. raised our three children within the evangelical church. Good. And the oldest, oldest one, um, my son, became a, a preacher. Yes. He and I used to have a number of discussions on the phone about politics and oh, we don't talk about religion. So you, you deliberately avoided the conversation around Christianity and faith? Yes, and look, I think my son wised up to that pretty yes, quickly. That, yes. Um, the, the great thing was, um, and I have to thank God for that, although he wasn't in the equation, obviously, at the time. Was well, he that, was, but you didn't realise. Yes, yes, sorry, <laughs> overtly. Yes, yes. Is that I had maintained a strong relationship with my children through yes. all of this period. Good. And while you can't avoid some emotional damage, yes. I was able to at least have a really good relationship with them. I will say that through a, a range of difficult circumstances, right. I worked hard to, to keep my relationship with my good. children. Good. And some of those things are like, don't bag your ex-wife yes. to your children. Yes, that's strong. Yes. Be honest with them. Yes. Don't try and kid your way out of it. Yes, that's good. That's great advice. And the third one is actually spend time with them and love them. Yes. Man, if all that men get is that those three messages, repeat them again. <laughs> Can you remember? <laughs> Don't bag your ex-wife. Yes, yes. Or your ex-relatives. Yes. Because your children are still attached to them. Of course. Make sure that you're honest with your children yes. about how you feel. Yes. What your struggles are. Yes. But don't blame others for it. No, exactly. And the third one is spend love the them. time. Just spend yeah. time with them. Brilliant. Share them. Share with them. Yes, absolutely. Make every brilliant. effort to stay with them. Yeah. So we want to talk now about uh, the next phase of Colin's life, which is totally separate from the the middle part of his life, if I could put it that way. So let's talk about that. What what actually happened? My son invited me to travel with him to Wellington in New Zealand for a long weekend. He called it a father and son weekend and I thought that sounded pretty good. Yes. So yeah. I said, yeah, that'd be fine. Why are we going to Wellington? He said, well, I'm going to speak at a youth rally. So off we went. Um, it was a really great experience because we arrived there on a Friday afternoon. It's the first time I'd spent time with James like this for mm. a long time. Yeah. And so uh, anyway, come Friday night, it's it's time for him to speak. And so we meet 
a number of uh, the elders of the of the so church. So you decided to go along as a, a a loving father. Yes, good. I thought I can't just let let him yes. down. My son delivers the the message, and I went from not wanting to be there. Because keep in mind, this is thirty five years or thereabouts yes. after my last experience in a in a church church world. Yeah. And so I listen to the message, and then comes the altar call at the yes. end, inviting people who want to receive Christ and, and accept his forgiveness to yeah. get up out of their seats, walk to the front of this auditorium, and be prayed for. It was about that point that I felt like God just came upon me. I can, that's the yeah. only way I can describe yeah. it. God came upon me, and I realized that Jesus was asking me to come back into the fold. Wow. Uh, That's brilliant. And I just felt this huge weight leave me. At the end of all of this, James and I went back to the hotel that we were staying and I said to him, I just want to pray with you. And he said, you mean you want me to pray for you? I said, no, I want to pray with you. Wow. And so we prayed together for about 10 minutes. And I just felt like suddenly my whole world had turned back up the right way. Wow, amazing, man. Um, amazing. So that was the experience yeah. which was just so powerful. But I have to say that that experience was supported by the objective truths of the Bible. Yes. It wasn't just an, exp an emotional experience. No, exactly. It was an emotional experience yes. built on yes. the truth of what Christ has done. So there's no contradiction or no misalignment in those things? No, no yes. at all. So there you were in New Zealand, you know, having made a huge decision in terms of your relationship with Christ, and you had a wife at home, and you had a world at home yes. that you had to confront. How did that work? <laughs> well, on the way back on the, the, the plane, uh, my son and I were sitting together, and uh, I'm thinking all of this through, and I said to him, I, I'm going to have to explain this to Molly when I get home. Yes. And uh, um, I, I thought of all sorts of lines, like something happened on the way to, and I thought, no, no. <laughs> um, but uh, so Molly and I sat down and talked, and she said, I knew this was going to happen. Wow. But she didn't say it in an angry way. No. She said yeah. it in a way that, because she, she knew my background. Yes, yes. And we'd had a number of discussions about the difference between evangelicals and Catholics and because yeah. that's her background. And maybe she saw something in you that was different. Yeah, I'm sure she did. Yeah, yeah. And you, you can't lose that load, you know, in terms of, you know, guilt and all the stuff that you baggage, if mm. I could put it that way, and, you know, and make a decision for Christ and not have that evidenced in how you do life. No. Right? Yeah. So, so the next step was, well, we need to go to church. Yes. So uh, my son said, why don't you try Hillsong? So we did. Went on a Friday night, and when we came out of that auditorium, uh, well, two things before that. Uh, just arriving there and seeing the sign they had up, uh, Welcome Home, yeah. was extremely moving for me because yeah. I, I, I came back from New Zealand feeling like the prodigal son, having yes. Yes. Uh, 
left and spent 35 years yeah. in the wilderness. Wow. And having finally had to come home because yeah. there was nothing out there. Yes. And being And that's welcomed. a powerful message for people, for men who are thinking that, you know, let's give up this faith thing, let's go our own way. I mean, your testimony is amazing in that sense alone. The fact that mm. you, know, you knew that the rest of it was empty. So if guys are listening, think long and hard before you go down a path that you regret later. Absolutely, it was it was uh, it was enticing, yeah, in a sense originally. Yes, but it, as they say, turns to ashes in your mouth. Yes, yes, uh, because there is no peace. Yes, there's no uh, sense of eternity. Yeah, and the word you used before vocation. Yes. Yeah. What are you living for? Yeah. There's yeah. no meaning. Yeah. Um, so once we come out of that Friday evening, my wife turned to me and said, that was like a rock concert. <laughs> she said, if I'd known church was like this when I was 15, I, you would never got me out. That's <laughs> so good. Anyway, the, the lovely thing is that she came to the Lord pretty much yeah. a few weeks after that. Yeah. Um, we... It was like we were new people. Well, we yeah. were new people. Yes. Uh, yes. And, of course, there, there are situations you have to confront because when you leave wreckage behind, it doesn't always just disappear yes. because no, you feel right. better. Yeah, and God doesn't promise that. that no. It would be a bed of roses. I mean, you still have to live with the consequences of exactly. decisions, decisions you make. But to yeah. be able to, to recognise that the guilt for the past has been wiped away yeah. and that you can face the future with a sense of of peace yeah. even in the midst of, of difficult things yeah. uh, was just it is just a wonderful experience and the thing I, one of the things I've discovered since then is if it, and we w will continue to although we try not to to do things that are not in our best interest yes and we experience guilt for that is yeah. deal with it there and then do yes. not let it push you away because it is a wedge and it will drive yes. that's very good advice. between you and god so colin in summary talk about your life now what what is what do you enjoy <laughs> about your life now i mean you've you've retired you've you know you've got uh, a beautiful yacht you've got a beautiful wife and so talk about how you yeah, the whole circle of life that you're in now Mm. Talk about that. Okay, well, it's been, it'll be five years next month since... Five years next month, wow. Since the Lord pulled me back into the into the fold. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's pretty amazing. It's, yeah. it's a Good. different, different life to the one that I was living. It's a, yeah. It has a completely different sense about it. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel as though I've got to agonise over how all this is going to work out. Yes, that's good. Uh, since since then I had a, uh, a bout of cancer, yeah. which w through the genius of medical science and the power of God mm. has been completely yes. taken from me. The reason I mention that is because at the point that there was some uncertainty about how this was going to go, 
I had this incredible sense of peace about yeah. the fact that if I had to face an untimely death, then it was, I'll get to see Jesus before he gets to come yes. here. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and how bad can that be? Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. So, uh, yeah, life has taken on a completely different perspective. We've got a new focus on on developing our friendships with people, mm. both Christian and non-Christian. Yes, uh, yes. Because we've been commanded to love others. Yes. Um, and can I just say that you and Molly have done some amazing things for people who have been going through adversity and you got alongside them and loved on them and brought them into your home and, and done some amazing things, which just is so Christ-like because that's what he taught. Let's love our neighbours as ourselves. And, it's, and it's, it is a shining example. I think that what we have done has been so natural. Yeah. It hasn't been a stretch. Yeah. It's been, what else can we do? We love yes. these people. Yes, exactly. It's cool. Uh, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not brilliant people. We're just who we are. Yeah. And so often, well, not so often, but certainly... In many cases, there's a sense in which those people who do great and wonderful things are great and wonderful people. Yes. Uh, and maybe they are. Yeah. <laughs> That's not us. We're just who we are. You've been listening to Momentum Australia with Tim and Des, and we've been speaking with Colin Gibbons about his life journey. To hear more of Colin's story, check out the podcast at MomentumAustralia.org. And while you're there, check out all the resources for men that we're putting together to help you succeed in life. That's MomentumAustralia.org.